biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset. This is a show about getting better every single day. The Hack Life with Joe Levin. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? So on this week's episode, I interviewed Angie Campos from Agascu, San Francisco. Now, if you're wondering what Agascu is <laughs> and you're like, what is this weird word you're talking about? It's actually the last name of... Uh, the founder, which is Pete Agoscu. And so Pete founded this method called the Agoscu Method uh, many, many, many years ago. And you're going to learn about that in the episode. But he, essentially, he focuses – the, the method that he focuses on is posterior uh, alignment and really focusing on the posture and realigning and restoring that posture because when you do that, it's going to have all these – downstream or maybe upstream uh, effects on the body. So, you know, what Igoscu really does is it looks at the body, it looks at your root causes, where are the root cause imbalances that you feel, and it helps restructure those. And then by doing that, maybe either through strengthening or lengthening exercises, you no longer have knee pain. You no longer have low back pain. You no longer have hip pain. And I really list those three because I think that's like the top three that we all face and are like the most common. So some of the great things you're going to learn about in this episode is like even about like herniated discs, how people use the Agoscu method to recover from herniated disc without surgery, how people prevented themselves from even getting a hip surgery in the first place. So all these really, really good things – also, you may want to know this. So, I actually went through an Agoscu session. It's about we filmed about forty minutes of it. That is on YouTube. You can go to my website, joelevencoaching.com. It'll be up there. But I, I really would recommend that you check that out first, uh, or, or or after the podcast. But I would check out both because it's very, very insightful. Um, I'm very impressed with this method. I got to say, I've gone to a lot of therapies in the past. I've seen massage therapists, uh, active release therapists. I've seen chiropractors. I've seen acupuncture. I've done electric stim. I've done pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. I've done a lot guys. And I got to say by far, this is, this is one of the, this is one of the better ones. And, you know, you can't necessarily look for a quick fix, but I really think that if you embody the program and you you attribute some mastery in your life and you actually go deep and you stick with it, you stay consistent, I think you can get a lot of change. And if you look at my session, you're going to see just a lot of a lot of light bulb moments going on for me. So what Agoscu does, and I don't want to ruin the whole episode, but they, you know, when you first come in, your your first session, they take photos of you and they kind of look at like where you are at in your planes of the body. Like where is the sem- sem- symmetry at? And it really, the camera exposes that. It's very evident where your faults are at. And the cool thing is, you know, so you get to see what I go through. You see my faults. You see how good Angie is as a therapist. I mean, she's been doing it for 15 years and 
you know, you're going to see me. I, I asked her, I go, hey, so where do you think my pain is? And we had never talked about this. And she said, hey, um, you know, I, I bet you have right knee pain. She didn't just say knee pain. She's like, I bet you have right knee pain. And I'm like, you are 100% right. And she was able to look at that, not having touched me, not having seen me move, just looking at the photos, which was pretty crazy. Um, she does a gait or like she wants me uh, a gait analysis. So she walks, she watches me walk and then she quickly breaks down some of my movement faults. And you can see within um, her giving me one correction how I'm able to dramatically change the way I walk and, you know, just change the way I function just from one simple suggestion. She does the same thing. You get to see me trying to touch my toes. I I try to in the beginning and I fall over. She makes me do a two-minute isometric hold and the next thing you know, I'm touching my toes. I mean, it's just incredible the depth that this method has into it and and that's why I say like I'm a I'm a firm believer and I'm just really excited um that I that I was able to meet Angie from Agoscu San Francisco and I just can't wait to continue this relationship of just being around like-minded individuals it's just very powerful and um a really grateful experience for me and also on that note so um stay tuned to the end but Angie will tell you What's remarkable is so so real quick. She is giving uh, away free Zoom sessions. So due to COVID nineteen, you know how do we get this out? If you can't meet her in person, you can be in Africa. She has somebody I think in West Africa. She told me, and she does Zoom calls with her, and so they have built it in that they can actually do a Zoom analysis. And using their computer program, they can still take the snapshots of you and get the exact same results that I got by going in person. So that's really cool. And guys, it's free. So at the end of the episode, she tells you all about that. But I'm just going to tell you in the beginning of the episode, if you're interested in doing this, just mention my name. Say, hey, I I, I heard your episode with Joel from The Hack Life. And uh, he told me that I could get a free postural analysis. And she would be like, nope, I got you. No problem. No problem. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, so you could be in West Africa. You could be in New York. You could be wherever listening to this podcast. And Angie can still check you out and and, and help restore some movement to your body uh, all via Zoom, which I think is just really, really cool. And I'm just super pumped that Angie was able to do that for us. So, um, yeah, guys, I think I talked enough. Uh, This is a remarkable episode. Uh, Welcome, Angie Campos, to the show. Thanks. All right. Hey, um, it's Joel from The Hack Life, and I am here in San Francisco in the Agoscu Clinic with Angie Campos, the clinic director of the San Francisco Agoscu Method. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and it's a pleasure to be a part of this. I'm super excited. Yeah, thank you. And, man, I'm so excited, too, because we just wrapped up, like, an hour just session that I can't wait to release the video and just probably talk about more into the podcast, just talking about my mind is blown is, like, the easiest way to say it. Like, (laughs) there's just so many things that we unraveled and that you uncovered in... I mean, really just minutes, but anyways, um, welcome. I've been wanting to, so just real backtrack for the Agoscu method. I, you know, a friend of mine gave me the book or told me to, you should read this book like 10 years ago. And, um, that was how I first heard of it. And I found it, we were talking offline. I found it really interesting then 
And then I reread it before doing this interview with you, and I just realized how much it made more sense now. From 10 years ago, what I know now about health, the body, movement, I'm like, holy cow, like, I didn't really understand it, what he was saying back then, and now I do. And this stuff is powerful. It, it might even come off simple, but man, it makes sense. Um, and so it's just crazy. That, that's how I first learned about it. And um, so now I'm just, it's just exciting to finally, that was 10 years ago, and now here we are actually talking about it, embodying it, uh, moving with it, and showing how this method works. Um, so I thought it would be cool, though, to just tell everybody, like, how did, first of all, what is the Agoscu method? Like, how did it develop? Who's like the founder? What, what Agoscu? I mean, it even sounds kind of weird. Like, what, where did this come from? <laughs> that, great question. We get that all the time, right? First of all, people can't pronounce it correctly. Um, it's Agoscu. How'd I, how'd I do? You did well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Okay. Um, Pete Agoscu is our founder. Um, he actually discovered this whole thing when he was dealing with, he was actually a Marine in the Vietnam War who had multiple injuries, and basically the doctors, the, the military doctors told him it was all in his head, right? Hmm. Which, I don't know if you know very many military, uh, especially Marines, but, you know, I don't know if you know many Marines, but you tell them that it's in their head, they're not going to take it very well. Yeah. So, um, basically, Pete pulled out the Grey's Anatomy book. He really started, he really dove into it, just looking at what his body looked like in comparison to what was in the book. Notice how different his body looked, but yet when he changed the position of his foot, the pain would decrease. So it really just mm -hmm. started this whole um, journey, really, um, into body mechanics. And, you know, here we are today. Um, we're a posture alignment company, and we help people alleviate their chronic pain through posture alignment. Yeah, that's, and that's so funny because you, you say you're a posture al alignment company, and I would say, no, you're not. I would say you're just, that's, that's a lie. You're way more than that. Well, thank you. Okay. But I do understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, postural alignment. Like, and, you know, I've heard Kelly Star Red. He's a big mobility movement guru. And he kind of says similar things, I think, which is, you know, pain will run upstream, downstream. So if you can fix something as simple as the posture, which I think we all have issues with, you can probably solve a lot of problems in either the foot, the knee, the lower back, because just by you fixing the posture, right? You're, you're alleviating some of those things, yeah? Absolutely. And um, like we did earlier, um, and I, I think you're going to share that during the podcast, yeah. but um, when we're looking at the major joints, the ankles, knees, hips, shoulders, um, if there's anything out of position, um, it's, it's going to affect everything else, right? And yeah. so when you're talking about the other modalities out there, the closer you are to what we consider the, the original design of the body, the, you're going to get so much more of any other modality that you try out there. So how did Pete, because Pete's not a doctor, right? That's right. So how did, and, I, and that means nothing to me personally, because we talk about mastery and just going deep and and sometimes it takes somebody who's not in that industry, the doctor industry or whatever, to really see differently, you know. And did but did Pete when and when he was forming this method, or um, do you know like did he consult with doctors or like how did he come up with kind of what you're talking about these planes of motion and like I mean, how did that evolve? Do you know? Um, actually, he there was very little consultation with the doctors in, in the beginning, right? Because here he is. He's just determined to figure out what the heck is going on with himself. Right? Yeah, and they're not giving him the answers. No, they're yeah. not giving him the answers. And, and so really, it's I don't know when 
the medical side of it ever if actually i don't even know that it actually came in yeah. to help build or i should say develop the method um but i would say this is a lot it's more him than anything yeah and it's his curiosity it's his determination and then people just hearing about what he was doing and then they wanted to know you know they wanted in on it and then all of a sudden this whole community was becoming pain free and mm -hmm. just it all all it was about was about restoring the the design the design that we were all given and then and and so and Pete through his method that he you know evolved and it, it evolved and he he healed himself he became pain pain free yes that's right that's amazing that's right um how did you what was the day that you realized like you know what I want to be an Agoscu uh, um, method teacher like where, when was that day that you're like yes this is this is what I want because there's so many modalities out there like you said so how did you stumble across this you know this is actually really funny <laughs> I um I had there were actually two monumental moments where I was like this is what wow. I want to dive into um what you should know is I actually come from a pharmaceutical background and I was at a fork in the road where I was ready to start applying for pharmacy schools um on a side note, I was dealing with a lot of chronic pain myself. And mm. from what I was told, any person that works in the pharmacy is always going to have pain. It's just really? a given. Yeah. Wow. Um, actually, they all said, if you, get your, if you become a pharmacist, you're going to have plantar fasciitis. It's a given. You're also <laughs> going to herniate discs. And I'm like, all right. So what do you do, right? Yeah. Um, so the secret was we had a lot of anti-inflammatories in the back that we would get in. There were non-prescription. Wow. Let me, let me disclose that. There were non-prescription, but we went through a lot. And so I had my own pain that I was dealing with. I had a friend that invited me to a class, so I knew nothing. I, I really was from the Western side of, of it all. Medication, surgery, yes. done, right? That's, yes. that's where I was at. So Amen. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I know that. I know yeah. that feeling, yeah. And so I, I attended a class, and I remember coming out of there, and there were two things that I felt. One was, why is it I feel taller? Hmm. I don't get that. I don't get why I feel taller. The other thing that I felt was this flush of hot and cold that was just surging up and down my body. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not normal. So I, I called my friend. And I'm like, hey, what, what's this all about? And he asked me if I had pain. I told him about my, my shoulder and my neck. And he said, you know, my guess is you probably had a nerve that was pinched. And uh -huh. I thought, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. And um, I also had migraine headaches. And, and slowly, this all kind of unraveled. And all of a sudden, I had more mobility in my neck. I didn't have any neck pain. And my migraines that the doctors couldn't figure out were now gone. Mm. So that was, that was event number one, right? That was, a, okay, well, maybe pharmacy is not the direction I want to go. And by the way, how old were you roughly when, when all this happened? Oh, gosh. Um, 30? 30? So you were but young then to be having all these. And mostly when you said you, had, you were on a lot of pain, it was all upper issues? Yeah, kind of all, all of it neck, was upper. Back, headaches, Absolutely. migraines. Yeah, and I just figured it was my, my life curse. It was just going to be there forever. I'd get, eventually, I actually thought I was going to end up getting neck surgery at some point because I could hear, I could hear wow. grinding when I'd turn my head. But I figured that was just normal. That's him. That's, that's our him. that's our camera guy. Yeah. <laughs> he talked he talked yeah. about that. Yeah. But it's true. It's a real thing. Yeah. And um, I don't. We didn't really talk about headaches, but um, turning 
it wasn't until I went to turn my head to back out of my driveway that I was like, wow, I can actually <laughs> see way back there. So that was, that yeah. was huge. Now that was, that was event number one. Okay. The other, you know, my curiosity was already peaked at yeah. that point. Um, I had a cousin who had just had a stroke and I was curious. I'm like, well, you know, he, he only, he had um, a slight limp. He had some slurring in his speech, but it was early enough. And I called my friend. I said, well, what do you think? Do you think this is something that can you help that? And, um, and he said, well, bring him in. So I, I brought him in, and at, my cousin had a little limp to him. And, you know, he was, he was really just hunched over, and you could tell he just didn't feel like himself. So basically, they took him through three exercises. And my cousin looked up. He stood out of the chair and he ran across the room and I'm like what are you doing he goes I feel normal for the first time since the stroke so that like Whoa. those two points I was like all right we're just going to move the whole pharmacy idea out of the way and we're going to go down this route 15 years later here I am wow <laughs> that yeah. is so cool man yeah yeah um so talk um so yeah you know, we know, now we know, we know Peter Goski, we know, we know kind of his, the background. Now, talk, kind of walk us through, um, you know, just kind of how Agoscu is different. There's just so many, like we were talking before, there's just so many modalities out there, right? And I've been to a lot of them. And this is one of those, I'll tell you, like, um, Kelly Starrett, he's great. Movement, mobility guy, everybody knows him from CrossFit. He's, to me, he made mobility and like the lacrosse ball popular. Like, I don't feel like people knew that was a modality. Uh, until he really popularized it. So I've seen him. Um, uh, I've been around many ART practitioners, active release therapy. They're great too. Um, just kind of walk us through, I guess, kind of, so how is Agoscu just different? Absolutely. Um, we look at the entire body, right? We, we're looking at the person in front of us from head to toe. Um, versus the person that comes in with back pain where we don't just focus on the spot of the pain, kind of like what we did today, right? Yeah. Um, whereas I think a lot of, especially Western medicine, they're going to look at their, they're going, if somebody has a herniated disc in their lower back, they're going to cortisone injection, injections, medication, potentially surgery to help provide extra reinforcements around the discs. Um, Egoscue, uh, what we do is we, we, took a, we take a bird's eye view of the body and we go, okay, well, what is actually causing that disc to herniate? Because our discs are designed to herniate to protect the rest of the spine, right? Mm -hmm. it, and so hooray that that happened, but yeah. why did it happen? So we're looking at the foot position. We're looking at the knee position. We're looking at the, the um, hip position, the shoulder position. All of that matters because if you don't address all of it together, you're not going to get the results that you're really looking for. And, and one, one word that you used er earlier was just the simplicity of it all. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people go, it's just too easy. I hear yes. that all the time. It's just too easy. I, I can't believe that that would make that big of a difference, but it does make a big difference because the body can identify, like it knows where it's supposed to be. It just needs a little help. Yeah. There, there's, so talking about the simplicity, when I read the book 10 years ago, that was one of my things. I just didn't believe it. 
I was like, no way. I'm like, sit, you sit here. Uh, and we'll talk about that too. Just a lot of static positions, um, a lot of breathing, which now I realize how important that is. But back then, just being naive and just, I'm like, I didn't buy it. I'm like, there's no way being in this static position for 45 minutes or 20, it's going to really have any long-term effect. Um, and I think as... Um, maybe not Americans, but just as humans, we always want like something fancy. We always want, okay, yeah, I did that. Oh, I, I did that Agoscu thing. Now what's next? Like right. now I want to add this to my arsenal. Now I want to add the lacrosse ball. Now I wanna, it's like sometimes you don't need to do that, right? Like sometimes the system's so beautiful and just in its simplicity, like learn that. Yeah. Right? Right, right. Um, well, you know, when it comes to, uh, you're right. A lot of it is so simple. And what it really boils down to is muscle memory and how the central nervous system perceives that, right? Mm. You get the body, and when I say the body, I'm always referring back to the the big joints. Um, You get those into a neutral supportive position, everything else will follow, right? Right. Then you could start to activate the muscles that you want to activate. just by stretching things, that's not always going to happen. And by intentionally putting yourself into certain positions, that there's a lot of thought that happens there. I, I don't have it. I don't want to be thinking about things all the time. I just want my, I want to turn the light switch on in my muscles. Yes. That way they can hold me in the position that I need to be in. Something you said to just a moment ago about how we look at the whole body when we, as an Agoscu practitioner. Right. And is something you said is like, hey, how the shoulder moves and why that could have a downstream effect. So what people don't know, and you should check out a video that we did just prior to me doing the, us doing the podcast, is you did an evaluation on me and you had me walk and we did some several evaluation metrics. You watched me walk and one of the things you talked about was my shoulder overly kind of being forward and swaying, which was causing a downstream effect of how I was walking in my gait. You had me do one thing, which just helped reset the shoulders back, and my walk and gait completely changed. That's right. So that's the power, I think, of like what you said, the, the methodology that you guys are using. Could you, could you also just kind of talk to people that don't know, and I, and I really would suggest, A, they afterwards listen to the interview, they, they either, A, find an Agoscu practitioner like yourself, and, and which is great because now you guys are doing via Zoom, so maybe we could talk about that. But... Um, or watch the video and just see how you did it. But before we talk about Zoom, could you talk about just kind of how when you analyze me, you know what, better yet, just talk about like I come in to see you. What is the evaluation process? And I'm, what I'm thinking about, those lines that are drawn and like show the different planes and how things are out of place. Sure. Um, the evaluation process, we, well, let me tell you this, Joel. You walk in our door, we're all, our radar's <laughs> on. Right. We're looking. We're yeah. looking. And most of the time we've seen what we need. But now it's time to help you understand and educate you what we see and why you're feeling what you're feeling. Right. Yeah. So what we do is we take posture photos. Um, we're looking for those major landmarks again. And I'm always going to bring those up. The ankles, knees, hips, shoulders. We need to make sure that those are all stacked. Um, we line everything up on our software. 
And then from what we see, we start to customize a program based off of your individual posture, right? You mentioned knee pain. Just because somebody else walks in my door with knee pain, they're not, that does not mean that they're going to get the same set of exercises mm. that you're going to get. So we're, <coughs> we're basing every, all, all of our exercises that we put together are based off of the, the structure we see in front of us. And that's going to give us the most information. So um, after we take the pictures, after we go over the pictures with the client and help them really understand why they hurt, because they know where they hurt, right? Yes. You knew where you hurt. Yes. You just didn't know why that was all happening, right? Yeah. Then we'll take them out onto the floor and we'll actually start watching them walk, like I, how I watched you walk yeah. earlier. And when you were talking about that, that rotation, we will what happens with the upper body is it will always compensate for the hip, right? And we see that crisscross pattern that you were talking about earlier. So if a hip locks down, a lot of times the opposite shoulder will rotate forward yeah. to help facilitate movement. And that's one of the things that I, I identified when you were walking. But also, actually, as soon as Adam brought the camera down to the floor, I, I caught your foot strike, right? <laughs> you were landing on the yeah. outside of your foot and you were, and you were coming on the, off of the inner part of your big toe. And so these are all the things that we look at during our assessment process. After that, we take you into some functional tests. Yours was bending down to touch your toes. Right. Which looked lovely, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I faked it well. <laughs> you faked it Because my so body well. has compensated. I figured out I can't do it correctly like you're supposed to. Right. So I've developed uh, compensating mechanisms right. to, to do this. And we all do that. Yeah. We all do that. And, um, and so after we take those tests, we're, we're always gathering information on how we can format the best program for you. And, um, and then we take you out on the floor and we take you through your exercises. Yeah. And... Uh, again, you have to watch the video that we did. It was amazing <laughs> because you you have my photos up on a screen and then there's like certain planes of like where I should be and where you I are. wasn't. I was not. And uh, it was just great. To, and I knew you were going to answer the questions because I knew you have your history and your background and uh, you're knowledgeable. So I knew you were going to do it. But I'm like, you know, Angie, tell me, um, <laughs> tell me what you think's wrong with me. I just wanted to hear what you would say. And you're like, my guess is you have right knee pain. And I'm like, you are correct. So I have that typical cross syndrome that you're talking about. I actually have a left shoulder impingement that I think I injured a long, long time ago from snowboarding. I had like a type three tear, which is like the least tear you could have. Type one means you need surgery. So it was a type three tear. Um, either way, I do have this little impingement there, but who knows if that's that healed itself. It could just be my hips, like we talked about. But, and I have right hip pain which goes down to my right knee. I can only run about a mile before I start feeling throbbing pain in the knee. And I would also say I have a gritty ankle. That's how I describe it. It's just, it's just not lubricated. Right. So, yeah. And, I mean, you saw that just on the photo, which was amazing. Again, mind-blowing. Well, I don't know how far we want to go into this just during this part of it, yeah. but like the gritty ankle, I'm not surprised. Remember I said you were coming out on the outside of the foot and coming in. So you're not, you, you're, the mechanics in your ankle are, they're kind of shot, you know, yeah. that, that from the hip down. So you take care of the relationship between the femur to the pelvis and you'll be able to, to get better function, better motion, less gritty. Talk to us about, the exercises, the, what I think Yagoscu calls E-sizes. That's correct. Talk to us about just that and 
just kind of what's some of the, the principles? If I were to look at it just from, and I know from reading the book, I see a lot of static holds, um, a lot of long, long holds and... Um, High repetitions. Yeah. So, so talk to us like kind of what people can expect and maybe why, this, why it works. Yeah, of course. Um, they, we do. I, I would say anyone that's taken a stretching class or yoga class may open up the book and kind of go, oh, you know, I've been there, done that. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, but there's certain things that we focus on with our, our positions, right? Like one, um, we actually downward dogs, a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've talked to many people in regards to yoga and they're like, oh, it's such a great stretch on my calves. And I'm like, well, that's not what we're trying to do here, right? We want you to take your pelvis and we want you to tip it forward, tipping your belly button down so we can create a chain reaction all the way up up your spine, right? So it's just, we're looking at it from a very different outlook. And with these little adjustments that we put into these basic exercises, it is, it's, it's like the game changer, right? So now this stretch that was just a stretch is actually now repositioning a thigh bone to the shoulder and and reintroducing it to the shoulder up above. So there's, there's so much more, um, that we look at other than just the stretching. And when it comes to the long holds and the high repetitions, it takes about that much time for the compensatory patterns to let go and Mm. for the primary muscles, the ones that we're really trying to work to actually turn on. That's why we're doing those long static. Correct. 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 Wow. And do you think also just what you said, do you, is there any neurological as well? Are we repatterning or rewiring Absolutely. the brain? Absolutely. Like, hey, we're changing a pattern. And so by holding a longer, we're kind of building a new neural network. Absolutely. Okay. And the more you do the exercises, the more embedded that becomes, right? And mm-hmm. so this muscle memory, right? All yeah. of that comes together and, and, and you're able to hold this ideal position and just get back to what you want to do. Yeah. I wanted to, something you just mentioned right there, yeah. compensatory, uh, compensatory muscles. Yeah. So when, so I've gone again to an active release therapy, an ART therapist, gone to many of them. They're great. Actually, I really find them to be great. Now, one of the things they've told me a lot is they, from their analysis and their testing, they say, Joel, you have a weak glute med. That is a weak glute medius. So we need to strengthen that. And then that's, you're going to, that's, by turning that on, by activating it, kind of what you're talking about, by activating it, we're going to create, um, by, it, by it being stronger, it's going to be activated and it's going to do its job. I will tell you something. Um, I've been working out, so I've, that was, let's say, six years ago. I went and saw an ART therapist. I do uh, a lot of band resistance uh, workouts. And what I do pretty much prior to every band resistance that includes, if I'm doing a squat day or a deadlift day, is I do exercises to activate the glute med. Needless to say, I still have right knee pain. <laughs> so can you talk about, and I, and I know Agoscu mentions it in his book, and I, when I was reading, I underlined it. He talks about, like, it's not enough kind of like just to, just to um, strengthen the weak muscles that are not activated. Because, and I think he phrased it in a way that the compensatory muscles or, or the, they'll still take over. Yeah. I, I can't remember how he said it. It was beautiful, though. Um, I don't remember the way he said it either. Sorry, Pete. Um, however, if you remember what your photos look like, 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember your yeah? They were your, was trash. Your yeah, hip, I exactly. I, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, your hips were really far. They were ahead of your your ankle bone. Yeah, right? I was like pressing forward. That's right. And you my were, ankles were back. That it was way. pretty much like a sway back position. Yes. That somebody would consider sway back. So hips are forward, head is forward. So you're trying to strengthen your glute, your glute meds standing. You're gonna recruit your lower back it's going to go straight into your lower back. You're going to strengthen your lower back muscles, which is really not what you're trying to do. Now, we take that same, um, we take your posture, we put you up against a wall, so you're now on that, we've loaded all of your joints directly on top of one another. Now, your system can actually go, oh, okay, now we could turn the light switch on, and now we can access the glute med, and you're going to get so much more out of that. So, um, you have to be in the right position to be able to turn on that light switch. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. So me, yeah, okay, Joel, you're in a bad, you're in a bad, you're in a bad position, <laughs> but now you're activating your glute meat. It's like, there's no, nothing's, nothing's happening. No, you're long term. If whatever you're doing, like one of the things that we have clients do is we'll have them squeeze their, their, their butt muscles. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually kind of funny to watch because most of them are like, what? I don't know how to yeah. do that. And so you get the, their bodies and it, sometimes you turn them slightly pigeon toed, their pelvis t- tips forward and all of a sudden, oh, there they are, right? Uh-huh. They were there the whole time. We just needed to have the pelvis over the ankle and the upper body over the shoulders, over the, the hips to allow that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back, actually. There's something else you mentioned, uh, herniated discs. Yeah. I was re- and when I was reading Pain-Free, Pete Agoski's book, he was talking about herniated disc, and he's like, big deal, herniated yeah. disc. Like, that was, if when you read it, you're, he's just kind of like, okay, I don't care. He's like, I can, I can heal that. Mm-hmm. And the way he phrased it was, it the, it's muscles that cause the disc to herniate. So if, I, if all I have to do is change the muscle, then I can tell that muscle basically to put it back. Do you guys get a lot of success with people with herniated discs? Um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, to, uh, we have, we see it all the time. Um, and, you know, when you're looking, remember, bird's eye view, not yeah. just the disc. We're not looking at just the yes. disc because that's, that's, that's the byproduct. But how did that happen? Mm-hmm. So when, when with our uh, microscope, we'll say our Egoscue microscope, we're looking at everything, right? Yeah. Actually, microscope isn't great because that's small. Yeah. We're looking at it from a bigger picture. And so if we can train the muscles to one, balance out the hip, take out the rotation in the upper body, that force that's coming on that down on that disc is it's, it's not going to be there. Right. Yeah. So then it's a, the, the disc, can it go all the way back in? Yeah. Can everything else get reabsorbed? Yeah. yeah. But really, it's, it's just about creating an environment for that disc to heal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So everything you just did for me in person today, Yeah. you guys, due to COVID-19 and everything, you guys are actually doing this via Zoom. Absolutely. Talk to me how that's working and what clients are seeing and, you know, why it still works because I would think it wouldn't. Yeah, I, you know, we have so many people that even even pre-COVID, people are really hesitant to do that. No, oh, it's just not the same. But I'll, I'll tell you what, we've been just as busy um, because we are able to continue to service our clients. We take photos. We're able to pull them up on, um, on Zoom. We're able to do screenshots and then load them into our software just like we did today. Yeah. Um, 
we don't need a big space when we're actually doing the exercises. We, when, as long as you have, I'd say the space between the camera and this wall is pretty much all you need. We, I've worked with people in their studios. I actually think I worked with somebody in their bathroom during COVID. <laughs> but um, we don't need that much space. And um, being able to see them in their environment can make such a huge difference in their overall success of the execution of the exercises. So actually, even coming out of COVID, I think I'm going to recommend for our in-person clients, I want to see you at least once or twice at home because I want to make sure you're doing it in your setting the correct way. Yeah. And, and the history to that, and, and I gave you a little background on that. In the old days, um, if you couldn't get to Pitigascu in San Diego, people were videotaped using their big old VHS cameras, uh, recording their postures, recording their walks, and then the therapists would evaluate. Um, it, once they received the video, they did evaluate everything, then record the exercises and then send it back. So that was, there was such a big lag time back then, but yeah. people are still successful, right? Yeah. And then now we have ev everything's instant. So yeah. we're able to, to continue to service our clients and, and we love it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so cool that you're able to use the, the, the programming that you have here via Zoom. Like that's phenomenal to me. Yeah, I think it so was easy. it was just one of the requirements. You know, we it because like I said, it's something that we've done for a while, but we whatever we had needed to be able to support that. Yeah. And so being able to load photos because we also have clients that are that do what we call photo therapy that just send pictures in. So um, actually, that's that's hmm. another that's therapy that you and I didn't even talk about. So we're 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 really just focusing on their posture. And we have many clients that do therapy that way as well. Um, what, what do you think typically people come in for um, when they see you? Do you? Is there like a trend that you see as far as low back pain, hip, knee, posture? What, what are people, what's the general trend just out of curiosity? I'd, I'd say um, right now we're seeing a lot more low back pain mm. um, and upper I'd say it's more back related, right? Um, primarily because people, especially right now in our COVID time, yes. uh, we're all working from home. We're all sitting. We're not getting the usual movement that we're usually getting. And so it's, it's I'd say right now we're doing, dealing with a lot of low back and upper back pain. Yeah. Um, and then as far as... Um do you, do you guys also, do you guys work with a, a lot of uh, athletes or, you know, another group of people I was thinking like first responders, like police officers, people that are wearing like rigs or military, I don't know, um, guys like that where I, I'm a matter there's a lot of just hip contortion and things because of the belt. Um, do you get a lot of those people as um, well? We have a lot of athletes. We actually have some professional athletes that we're working with um, and they're, you know, when you're talking about mm -hmm. posture, I know originally our conversation started out with pain, right? Mm -hmm. But now when you take it to the next level, when you're looking at the athlete, you're helping them perform better, but you're also helping um, with injury injuries, right? Yeah. Preventing injuries, prevention, so that's yeah. some more prevention. So yes, we do, we work with a lot of athletes and um, first responders, you know, we used to work with the fire department over uh, across the bridge, Golden Gate, but yeah. um, we actually, I haven't had oh. a lot of first responders recently, but we should. 
You should. We absolutely should. Yeah. So if you're a first responder, call me. <laughs> I can tell you right now, for first responders, I, I know a lot of them, they're a mess um, uh, and in chronic pain all the time. But you know, a lot of people just, in, in any group, first responders or not, they just don't know what they don't know. That's right. And what you do know is the Western approach. Go to my doctor because he's a doctor. He knows everything. And I, I see it all the time is the answer is quarter zone shots, herniated disc, no problem. I, can, oh, I can't do anything for you. All I can do is give you a quarter zone shot, and we just hope this gets better in the next two years. You'll probably have to have surgery. It's like, what? Yeah. It's the death sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, something you brought up, actually, just for athletes, because yeah. it makes complete sense, is if I am in martial, uh, MMA, if I'm a martial artist, and I come to you and I don't have any pain, I'm like, I don't have any pain. Like, what are you going to do for me, Angie? But like you said, if you can just change little things of like the foot to the hip, that's where an athlete, like a fighter, is generating a lot of torque and a lot of power that's from right. there. So if he can just fine-tune that foot, that could like be the leverage, I'm guessing, for that person, whatever, more knockout power, more whatever, right? More speed. Absolutely. Actually, um, the MMA fighter that we had worked with um, – one of our, th our, actually our VP was, was watching clips of him fighting and was like, you know, I think if we change his upper back position and get, got him so he's really firing from the hip, it's going to be a very different fight. And so he reached out, they were able to connect and hence he won his next fight. So really just changing, um, a somebody like a fighter, like you said, instead of them, uh, all the power coming from the shoulder, which understand that the shoulder is really not designed to to do that like by itself it needs the support of the pelvis and the muscles in the spine and everything mm -hmm. else to yeah. allow the power to really come through so yeah i mean we we absolutely work with with athletes all the time and then if i come to you you do an analysis of me i thought it was great i'm like great angie thanks so much and then is that no, it? Am I done for like the no, rest of my life? No. So what do no. you recommend, I guess, as far as how often patients should come see you? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing too, it's all going to depend, be dependent on their, their, how pain-free they are. But I mean, just in general, because I'm assuming you see a lot of people like me with um, just knee pain, low back pain. How often should I be coming back to test, retest, and maybe get new exercises, et cetera, et cetera? No, that's, that's a great question. Um, first and foremost, yes, people walk through our doors with immediate pain, right? But when I sit down and, and when you, with clients and you really start to educate them, you're like, this is a lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'll ha I'm, we are absolutely going to fix your posture to alleviate that knee pain. But you want to make sure that you continue to check in with us because we want to make sure that you continue health, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. People's goals change, right? Maybe you want to run a marathon all of a sudden, which you weren't doing before. Or you want to do a triathlon. All these things that you, you may want to, like goals change. Yeah. So they need to change with you. So typically, um, let's say for this initial part of your visits, you're coming in to see us maybe once a week. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and <clears throat> to, we, we do the same thing. We take pictures. We, it's, it's the whole thing all over again because we expect your body to change. 
But we're also looking to see how your body so smartly has now compensated. And mm. so we have to continue to change the exercises a bit, right? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do a full overhaul. But uh, I'd say ideally we're trying to send you away with tools that will help keep you functional and healthy and pain-free. Um, ha I have clients that have, have been with EGOSU for the last 10 years, right? But I don't see them that often. But they know. Actually, I have one gentleman from Sacramento that comes in every three months because he says, I'm just smart enough <laughs> to know that I have to come in. I may not yeah. feel pain, but I want to make sure that I'm still in good alignment and that I'm not going to hurt myself. I love so, that. Yeah. So he comes in for a tune-up every four months, and it's great. Yeah, that's smart. It's just a life. He, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It is it's, exactly that. It's like you go to see your – you're just – you're. If you were to see your nutritionist or your doctor every three months to just quarterly see how you're doing, he's doing this for his – this is his body mechanics therapy. That's right. That's right. Something interesting, though, that you had told me before was when I – you said the body changes. It's, it's, it's amazing how fast it changes. And I was like, no way. I said, don't you think I would need to be doing, like, your exercises for about three months before I start to see real change? And you said, no, are you kidding me? Like, I have a client. I think you said, like, in two days or something. <laughs> Could you talk about that? Yeah, no, it's actually really funny. Um the test that you mm. and I did earlier, and you had a little grimace when you put your hands behind your head as well. Yeah. Um, but she couldn't even do that when we first hopped on Zoom. And, um, and we did a session. I believe we did about four or five exercises, and she was actually able to bring her hands over her head. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And so I saw her two days later, and she's like, man, I only did the exercises once. I was able to, uh, to get my arms up, but I kind of feel like maybe I'm tight again. Mm -hmm. And so we, we did a couple of adjustments, just a couple. I didn't yeah. really add much more to her exercises. I just changed the order. Remember I said sequence is very important with the exercises. Mm. And all of a sudden, now she's not only is she raising her arms, but she's like running around because her hips feel so much more free now. And that's yeah. two days later. Yeah. So it happens really, really quickly. And um, that, I mean, that's really what it's all about. The client has to go home and do their homework. If they don't do their homework, it just doesn't change by itself. Shocking. <laughs> real, real quick, let's talk about the homework because one of the things that disenfranchised me with Agoscu yes. Back, and this is before I met you, was just when I read the book, I'm like, okay, these static holds, and I'm, one of the ones I'm really thinking about is the static back exercise, which I think he's well, that's a well-known Agoscu kind of uh, practice. It says you, gotta, uh, you should be sitting on the floor for 45 minutes. And that was just kind of my thing. It's like, Angie, I'm a busy guy. I got some of my side businesses going. I got two kids, a marriage. I don't have time. I don't have 45 minutes. What do you say to, what do you say to that? Um, I think the exercise that you're talking about is actually the supine groin progressive. Tower. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Where you're like yeah. you're flat on your back, your feet are up on like a block yep. or the That's sofa right. or something. Yeah. That's right. And so um, mm. I say a couple of things to that. And actually, th this is a perfect example because your camera guy's here with you and you're here. Two very different individuals, right? Yeah. Um, and two very different postures and issues. Yeah. So for you, I could say, you know what, Joel, how about I, we break up your, your program and maybe you have 15 minutes that you, there's a couple ways to do it. You could okay. do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night, or maybe we just have one set that you do that takes 15 or 20 minutes for you to do. So we want to make sure that it's doable for the client, yeah. right? Now, someone like our 
camera guy, yes. Adam, um, who His has... posture was way better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he has less work to do. Yeah. Um, he may need that. So he may need that, that longer um, hold time. Well, not hold time, but that specific exercise, it does take a bit longer mm-hmm. because his body need, just needs a little bit more. A little bit more love. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more love. But eventually, as he gets better, instead of doing that two to three times a week, or best case scenario, four or five times a week, instead of it happening that many times a week, now maybe you're just doing it once once a week. Yeah. Or once every couple of weeks. Because, I mean, I've been here for, I've been here for 15 years, but I still pull my tower out, and mm. I still do it at least twice a week. On that note, yeah, what's like, what are, what's like, a, what's your movement practice like for you to maintain? Um, now you've been doing it for fifteen years, so it's obviously it's different. But you d- must have a ritual or something that you practice in movement and mobility practice in your life. That's it's definitely a part of your life because you live and breathe it. So absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So what does that look like for you? Is it fifteen <laughs> minutes a day, or like, how do you? Are we talking it? pre-COVID or COVID? <laughs> um, sure, both. Yeah, Actually, I'd be curious why why it's changed. Well, yeah, um, I would say pre-COVID, I was all about doing getting up four o'clock in the morning, getting you know getting my cardio in. I love kickboxing. I love Zumba. Nice. Um, I also do my hit routines all from home. Yeah. Um, which I that was that was pre-COVID. That was mm-hmm. just it worked best for my schedule. Um, and then pre-COVID, I just walk to work right or sorry walk from the BART station Mm -hmm. to the clinic and and then my lunch hours would be me just walking all around the city so I'd average about 15 to 18,000 steps on a work day yeah COVID not so much right because now I'm literally getting up from my bed I'm still doing my workout but what I found myself doing was I I do this little cardio lap around and I don't know if you you said that you might have seen Brian during one of his presentations our VP yeah yeah. and he has his his in-place running man that he does throw in a couple of those because my body wants to move yeah and sitting in front of an hour our bodies want to move. Mm-hmm. So during this whole time of COVID, I'm just making extra effort to make sure that that I'm moving in between clients, um, going for that extra walk in the evening. But that I'd say the, the core to it is really my workouts in the morning. Like I have Got to it. have that. Yeah. Yeah, and today's my first day back in my commute phase, so it felt yeah. really nice. I looked at my BART stairs, and I yeah. said, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. So, yeah, yeah I just, you crave movement. It, but in, in terms of, like, Igoscu specifically, how do you... Yes, yeah, sorry. How do you, sorry, yeah, how do you, prior, yeah, how do you prioritize <laughs> like that? But I love the movement practice because I think we all need it. It's just so critically important. So important. When you move... Not only there's just we we know there's endorphins that are created. You there's dopamine that there's a lot. Their metabolism. Yeah. Get, yeah. Um, absolutely. Now, as far as extra uh, Igoscu is concerned, what I've what I've found is the evening works best for me. I think so. Right. And plus, I've also been sitting at in front of a computer now. So now, last thing I want to do is sit and watch a, a movie, right, or mm-hmm. watch a TV show. So usually, evening after dinner is my time to do my Igoscu. And I spend, I'd say, be, I hate to blame COVID, but because I'm sitting so much more, I'm having mm-hmm. to condition my body more <laughs> to sit. So uh, I spend about 40 minutes. Wow. Um, five to six days a week mm. right now. 
Um, and that's mm -hmm. really because my, my, um, my movement has decreased. And so I, I need to make, you know, I need to make up for it somewhere. Yeah. Right. So if I'm not moving as much, I need to make sure that I could restore my body back to its normal position and function through my exercise, my, my own Egoscu menu. Yeah, you need that opening and lengthening. Totally. Relaxation. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like what you said because you, you said like, you know, like you kind of were like down on yourself for COVID. But it's important that people hear that because we're all going through this. We all are going through this. And so to hear even someone like you who like this is what you live and breathe, like, yeah, I'm a human being. Like this, this happens, you know, and it's okay. I know that it's happening. And this is what I do to to mitigate it, to, to, to make it better. Right. Right. right absolutely. So. And I, in the stories, my story, sharing that with the clients during this time, it, it's so powerful to yeah. them. They're like, Oh my gosh, you're on my side. You know what I'm yes. going through? And yeah. so, yeah, it just makes it relatable. It's, yeah. It's comfort. It's comforting to know that you're not perfect. I'm not, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. because I see you and I'm just like, I just like you can like look at you, um, have that evaluation of me quickly. Yeah. I'm looking at you. I, I, right when I walked in, I looked at your posture and I was just like, it's just because I'm, I'm curious and I'm like, wow, like you can, you can see it's, it's tangible. Like this person moves well, you know, posture well, and everything. You. So yeah, that's comforting to know. Something I want to ask you about and that it came up, you mentioned it just right now, you practice your Goscue a lot at night and something that came up with Adam, the camera guy is he was talking about breathing and how he gets anxiety attacks can you talk about do you first of all do you see a lot of that people with anxiety attacks coming for a and getting relief because i think there's this connection with the body and like this parasympathetic nervous system so that if we can free up space in the diaphragm or what have you i, I you'll know more than me that we can create just by simple exercises movements lengthening that the panic attacks start to stop, start to cease or lessen? Well, I will say you're going to give yourself the best chance, yeah. right? Because one of the, um, obviously everyone out there hasn't seen Adam's photos, but one of the biggest things in his photos was how rounded his upper back was mm -hmm. and how far forward his head was. So that all in itself is already putting pressure on the diaphragm, right? Everything is coming forward. Yeah. And so breathing is compromised. I mean, in a day to day, I, I remember before we started really talking about breathing, um, with, with our Egoscu practice, I would notice going upstairs, how I'd hold my breath. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mm. make sense because I need more oxygen. Yeah. So getting people back into proper breathing also, right? Because that's, that's a whole nother topic for discussion. Yeah. Um, but when the upper back is rounded like that, it compresses the diaphragm. It also compresses the lungs. So now you're not getting, um, you're not getting the, the enough oxygen to the brain. So there's a lot that can happen, right? And then mentally too, there's, there's some emotional stuff behind that too, when yeah. you're really rounded forward. But with, with, activating all the muscles on the backside, right? And opening everything up and creating that openness around the diaphragm and the ribs. Now you're getting some oxygen, you're feeling better. Um, panic attacks will probably decrease at that point. Yeah. Um, and it's great because it all ties down. It all goes back to posture again. Yeah. It's all interconnected. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. W what are some of like, what are some stories that stick out for you or just some like testimonials of just people like that you're just like, wow, like 
maybe you can't even, I can't believe how like far this person came or anything stick out? Well, there's a lot. <laughs> well, you've been doing this for 15 years. So, yeah, I yeah. have. Um, I, I'd say one, and it's, it's just, I'd say it's more recent. Um, oh, wow. She attended one of our group consultations because we, we hold these, these sessions where we just go over the method. Um, and she came in and she said, you know, I came here today. I'm not sure if this is something that I want to do, but I have my hip replacement surgery scheduled in four weeks. So should I give it a try? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's totally up to you. Biohacking. Performance. Mastery. Mindset. This is a show about getting better every single day. The Hack Life with Joel Levin. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? So on this week's episode, I interviewed Angie Campos from Agascu, San Francisco. Now, if you're wondering what Agascu is <laughs> and you're like, what is this weird word you're talking about? It's actually the last name of... Uh, the founder, which is Pete Agoscu. And so Pete founded this method called the Agoscu Method uh, many, many, many years ago. And you're going to learn about that in the episode. But he, essentially, he focuses the, – the method that he focuses on is posterior uh, alignment and really focusing on the posture and realigning and restoring that posture because when you do that, it's going to have all these – downstream or maybe upstream uh, effects on the body. So, you know, what Igoscu really does is it looks at the body, it looks at your root causes, where are the root cause imbalances that you feel, and it helps restructure those. And then by doing that, maybe either through strengthening or lengthening exercises, you no longer have knee pain. You no longer have low back pain. You no longer have hip pain. And I really list those three because I think that's like the top three that we all face and are like the most common. So some of the great things you're going to learn about in this episode is like even about like herniated disc, how people use the Agoscu method to recover from herniated disc without surgery, how people prevented themselves from even getting a hip surgery in the first place. So all these really, really good things also, you may want to know this. So I actually went through an Agoscu session. It's about We filmed about 40 minutes of it. That is on YouTube. You can go to my website, joellevincoaching.com. It'll be up there. But I, I really would recommend that you check that out first uh, or, or, or after the podcast. But I would check out both because it's very, very insightful. Um, I'm very impressed with this method. I got to say, I've gone to a lot of therapies in the past. I've seen massage therapists, uh, active release therapists. I've seen chiropractors. I've seen acupuncture. I've done electric stim. I've done pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. I've done a lot guys. And I got to say by far, this is, this is one of the, this is one of the better ones. And, you know, you can't necessarily look for a quick fix, but I really think that if you embody the program and you, you attribute some mastery in your life and you actually go deep and you stick with it, you stay consistent, I think you can get a lot of change. And if you look at my session, you're going to see just a lot of... A lot of light bulb moments going on for me. So what Agoscu does, and I don't want to ruin the whole episode, but they, you know, 
what when you first come in your your first session they take photos of you and they kind of look at like where you are at in your planes of the body like where is the sem- sem- symmetry at and it really the camera exposes that it's very evident where your faults are at and the cool thing is you know so you get to see what i go through you see my faults you see how good angie is as a therapist i mean she's been doing it for 15 years and you know, you're going to see me. I, I asked her, I go, hey, so where do you think my pain is? And we had never talked about this. And she said, hey, um, you know, I, I bet you have right knee pain. She didn't just say knee pain. She's like, I bet you have right knee pain. And I'm like, you are 100% right. And she was able to look at that, not having touched me, not having seen me move, just looking at the photos, which was pretty crazy. Um, she does a gait or like she watches me uh, a gait analysis. So she walks, she watches me walk, and then she quickly breaks down some of my movement faults. And you can see within um, her giving me one correction how I am able to dramatically change the way I walk and you know just change the way I function just from one simple suggestion. She does the same thing. You get to see me trying to touch my toes. I I try to in the beginning, and I fall over. She makes me do a two-minute isometric hold, and the next thing you know, I'm touching my toes. I mean, it's just incredible the depth that <laughs> this method has into it, and, and that's why I say like I'm a, I'm a firm believer, and I'm just really excited um, – that I that I was able to meet Angie from Agoscu, San Francisco, and I just can't wait to continue this relationship of uh, just being around like-minded individuals. It's just very powerful and um, a really grateful experience for, for me. And also on that note, so um, stay tuned to the end, but Angie will tell you what's remarkable is so, – so real quick, she is giving uh, away free Zoom sessions. So due to COVID-19 – you know, how do we get this out? If you can't meet her in person, you can be in Africa. She has somebody, I think, in West Africa, she told me, and she does Zoom calls with her. And so they have built it in that they can actually do a Zoom analysis and using their computer program, they can still take the snapshots of you and get the exact same results that I got by going in person. So that's really cool. And guys, it's free. So at the end of the episode, she tells you all about that. But I'm just going to tell you in the beginning of the episode, if you're interested in doing this, just mention my name. Say, hey, I, I, I heard your episode with Joel from The Hack Life. And uh, he told me that I could get a free postural analysis. And she would be like, nope, I got you. No problem. No problem. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, so you could be in West Africa. You could be in New York. You could be wherever listening to this podcast. And Angie can still uh, check you out and, and, and help restore some movement to your body uh, all via Zoom, which I think is just really, really cool. And I'm just super pumped that Angie was able to do that for us. So, um, yeah, guys, I think I talked enough. Uh, This is a remarkable episode. Uh, Welcome, Angie Campos, to the show. Thanks. All right. Hey, um, it's Joel from The Hack Life, and I am here in San Francisco in the Agoscu Clinic with Angie Campos, the clinic director of the San Francisco Agoscu Method. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and it's a pleasure to be a part of this. I'm super excited. Yeah, thank you. And, man, I'm so excited, too, because we just wrapped up, like, an hour just session that I can't wait to release the video and just probably talk about more into the podcast, just talking about my mind is blown. 
is like the easiest way to say it. Like <laughs> there's just so many things that we unraveled and that you uncovered in, I mean, really just minutes, but yeah, anyways, um, welcome. I've been wanting to, so just real backtrack for the Egoscue method. I, you know, a friend of mine gave me the book or told me to, you should read this book like 10 years ago. And um, that was how I first heard of it. And I found it, we were talking offline, I found it really interesting then. And then I reread it before doing this interview with you. And I just realized how much it made more sense now. From 10 years ago, what I know now about health, the body, movement, I'm like, holy cow, like, I didn't really understand it, what he was saying back then. And now I do. And this stuff is powerful. It, it might even come off simple, but man, it makes sense. Um, and so it's just crazy. That, that's how I first learned about it. And um, so now I'm just, it's just exciting to finally, that was 10 years ago, and now here we are actually talking about it, embodying it, uh, moving with it, and showing how this method works. Um, so I thought it would be cool, though, to just tell everybody, like, how did, first of all, what is the Agoscu method? Like, how did it develop? Who's, like, the founder? What, Egoscu. I mean, even sounds kind of weird. Like, what, where did this come from? <laughs> that great question. We get that all the time, right? First of all, people can't pronounce it correctly. Um, it's Egoscu. How'd I, how'd I do? You did well. Okay. <laughs> you did great. Okay. Um, Pete Egoscu is our founder. Um, he actually discovered this whole thing when he was dealing with, he was actually a Marine in the Vietnam War who had multiple injuries, and basically the doctors, the, the military doctors told him it was all in his head, right? Hmm. Which I don't know if you know very many military, uh, especially Marines, but, you know, I don't know if you know many Marines, but you tell them that it's in their head, they're not going to take it very well. Yeah. So um, basically Pete pulled out the Grey's Anatomy book. He really started, he really dove into it, just looking at what his body looked like in comparison to what was in the book. Notice how different his body looked, but yet when he changed the position of his foot, the pain would decrease. So it really just mm -hmm. started this whole um, journey, really, um, into body mechanics. And, you know, here we are today. Um, we're a posture alignment company, and we help people alleviate their chronic pain through posture alignment. Yeah, that's, and that's so funny because you, you say you're a posture al alignment company, and I would say, no, you're not. I would say you're just, that's, that's a lie. You're way more than that. Well, thank you. Okay. But I do understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, posture alignment. Like, and, you know, I've heard Kelly Star Red. He's a big mobility movement guru. And he kind of says similar things, I think, which is, you know, pain will run upstream, downstream. So if you can fix something as simple as the posture, which I think we all have issues with, you can probably solve a lot of problems in either the foot, the knee, the lower back, because just by you fixing the posture, right? You're, you're alleviating some of those things, yeah? Absolutely. And um, like we did earlier, um, and I, I think you're going to share that during the podcast, yeah. but um, when we're looking at the major joints, the ankles, knees, hips, shoulders, um, if there's anything out of position, um, it's, it's going to affect everything else, right? And yeah. so when you're talking about the other modalities out there, the closer you are to what we consider the, the original design of the body, the, you're going to get so much more of any other modality that you try out there. So how did Pete, because Pete's not a doctor, right? That's right. So how did, and, I, and that means nothing to me personally, because we talk about mastery and just going deep and and sometimes it takes somebody who's not in that industry, the doctor industry or whatever, to really see differently, you know. And 
did but did Pete when in, when he was forming this method or um, do you know like did he consult with doctors or like how did he come up with kind of what you're talking about these planes of motion and like I mean, how did that evolve do you know um, actually he there was very little consultation with the doctors in, in the beginning right because here he is he's just determined to figure out what the heck is going on with himself right? yeah and they're not giving him the answers no they're yeah. not giving him the answers and and so really it's I don't know when the medical side of it ever, if actually, I don't even know that it actually came in yeah. to help build, or I should say develop the method. Um, but I would say this is a lot. It's more him than anything. Yeah. And it's his curiosity. It's his determination. And then people just hearing about what he was doing. And then they wanted to know, you know, they wanted in on it. And then all of a sudden this whole community was becoming pain free and just mm -hmm. it all all it was about was about restoring the the design the design that we were all given and then and and so and Pete through his method that he you know evolved and it, it evolved and he he healed himself he became pain pain free yes that's right that's amazing that's right um how did you what was the day that you realized like you know what I want to be an Agoscu uh, um method teacher like where, when was that day that you're like yes this is this is what I want because there's so many modalities out there like you said so how did you stumble across this you know this is actually really funny <laughs> I um I had there were actually two monumental moments where I was like this is what wow. I want to dive into um what you should know is I actually come from a pharmaceutical background and I was at a fork in the road where I was ready to start applying for pharmacy schools um on a side note, I was dealing with a lot of chronic pain myself. And mm. from what I was told, any person that works in the pharmacy is always going to have pain. It's just really? a given. Yeah. Wow. Um, actually, they all said, if you, get your, if you become a pharmacist, you're going to have plantar fasciitis. It's a given. You're also going <laughs> to herniate discs. And I'm like, all right. So what do you do, right? Yeah. Um, so the secret was we had a lot of anti-inflammatories in the back that we would get in. There were non-prescription. Wow. Let me, let me disclose that. There were non-prescription, but we went through a lot. And so I had my own pain that I was dealing with. I had a friend that invited me to a class, so I knew nothing. I, I really was from the Western side of, of it all. Medication, surgery, yes. done, right? That's, yes. that's where I was at. So Amen. I, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I know that. I know yeah. that feeling, yeah. And so I, I attended a class, and I remember coming out of there, and there were two things that I felt. One was, why is it I feel taller? Hmm. I don't get that. I don't get why I feel taller. The other thing that I felt was this flush of hot and cold that was just surging up and down my body. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not normal. So I, I called my friend. And I'm like, hey, what, what's this all about? And he asked me if I had pain. I told him about my, my shoulder and my neck. And he said, you know, my guess is you probably had a nerve that was pinched. Uh -huh. I thought, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. And um, I also had migraine headaches. And, and slowly, this all kind of unraveled. And all of a sudden, I had more mobility in my neck. I didn't have any neck pain. And my migraines that the doctors couldn't figure out were now gone. Mm. So that was, that was event number one, right? That was, a, okay, well, maybe pharmacy is not the direction I want to go. And by the way, how old were you roughly when, when all this happened? Oh, gosh. Um, 30? 30? So you were but young then to be having all these, and mostly when you said you, had, you were on a lot of pain, it was all upper issues? Yeah, kind of all, all of it neck, was upper. Back, 
Absolutely. Migraines. Yeah. And I just figured it was my, my life curse. It was just going to be there forever. I'd get eventually, I actually thought I was going to end up getting neck surgery at some point because I could hear, I could hear grinding when I turned my head, but I figured that was just That's him. That's That's our, that's our camera guy. (laughs) He talked, he talked about that. But it's true. It's a real thing. And, um, I don't, we didn't really talk about headaches, but, um, turning, it wasn't until I went to turn my head to back out of my driveway that I was like, wow, I can actually <laughs> see way back there. So that was, that yeah. was huge. Now, that was, that was event number one. Okay. The other, you know, my curiosity was already peaked at yeah. that point. Um, I had a cousin who had just had a stroke. And I was curious. I'm like, well, you know, he, he, only, he had um, a slight limp. He had some slurring in his speech, but it was early enough. And I called my friend. I said, well, what do you think? Do you think this is something that Kenny helped that? And, um, and he said, well, bring him in. So I, I brought him in, and at, my cousin had a little limp to him. And, you know, he was, he was really just hunched over, and you could tell he just didn't feel like himself. So basically, they took him through three exercises. And my cousin looked up. He stood out of the chair and he ran across the room and I'm like what are you doing he goes I feel normal for the first time since the stroke so that like those two points I was like all right we're just gonna move the whole pharmacy idea out of the way and we're gonna go down this route 15 years later here I am wow (laughs) that is so cool man yeah yeah um so talk um so yeah you know, we know now. We know we know Peter Goski. We know we know kind of his the background. Now, talk, kind of walk us through. Um, you know, just kind of how Agoscu is different. There's just so many. Like we were talking before, there's just so many modalities out there, right? And I've been to a lot of them. And this is one of those. I'll tell you, like um, Kelly Starrett. He's great. Movement mobility guy. Everybody knows him from CrossFit. He's to me. He made mobility and like the lacrosse ball popular. Like I don't feel like people knew that was a modality. Uh, until he really popularized it. So I've seen him. Um, uh, I've been around many ART practitioners, active release therapy. They're great too. Um, just kind of walk us through, I guess, kind of, so how is Agoscu just different? Absolutely. Um, we look at the entire body, right? We, we're looking at the person in front of us from head to toe. Um, versus the person that comes in with back pain, where we don't just focus on the spot of the pain, kind of like what we did today, right? Yeah. Um, whereas I think a lot of, especially Western medicine, they're going to look at their, they're going, if somebody has a herniated disc in their lower back, they're going to cortisone injection, injections, medication, potentially surgery to help provide extra reinforcements around the discs. Um, Egoscu, uh, what we do is we, we, took a, we take a bird's eye view of the body and we go, okay, well, what is actually causing that disc to herniate? Because our discs are designed to herniate to protect the rest of the spine, right? Mm-hmm. It, and so hooray that that happened, but yeah. why did it happen? So we're looking at the foot position. We're looking at the knee position. We're looking at the, the um, hip position, the shoulder position. All of that matters because if you don't address all of it together, you you're not going to get the results that you're really looking for. And, and one, one word that you used er- earlier was just the simplicity of it all. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people go, it's just too easy. I hear yes. that all the time. It's just too easy. I, I can't believe that that would make that big of a difference. But it does make a big difference because the body can identify. Like it knows where it's supposed to be. It just needs a little help. 
Yeah, there, there's, so talking about the simplicity, when I read the book 10 years ago, that was one of my things. I just didn't believe it. I was like, no way. I'm like, sit, you sit here, and we'll talk about that too, just a lot of static positions, um, a lot of breathing, which now I realize how important that is. But back then, just being naive and just, I'm like, I didn't buy it. I'm like, there's no way being in the static position for 45 minutes or 20, it's going to really have any long-term effect. Um, and I think as, um, maybe not Americans, but just as humans, we always want like something fancy. We always want, okay, I, I did that. Oh, I, I did that Agoscu thing. Now what's next? Like right. now I want to add this to my arsenal. Now I want to add the lacrosse ball. Now I wanna, it's like sometimes you don't need to do that, right? Like sometimes the system's so beautiful and just in its simplicity, like learn that. Yeah. Right? Right, right. Um, well, you know, when it comes to, uh, you're right. A lot of it is so simple. And what it really boils down to is muscle memory and how the central nervous system perceives that, right? Mm. You get the body, and when I say the body, I'm always referring back to the the big joints. Um, You get those into a neutral supportive position, everything else will follow, right? Right. Then you can start to activate the muscles that you want to activate. just by stretching things, that's not always going to happen. And by intentionally putting yourself into certain positions, that there's a lot of thought that happens there. I, I don't have it. I don't want to be thinking about things all the time. I just want my, I want to turn the light switch on in my muscles. Yes. That way they can hold me in the position that I need to be in. Something you said to just a moment ago about how we look at the whole body when we, as an Agoscu practitioner. Right. And is something you said is like, hey, how the shoulder moves and why that could have a downstream effect. So what people don't know, and you should check out a video that we did just prior to me doing the, us doing the podcast, is you did an evaluation on me and you had me walk and we did some several evaluation metrics. You watched me walk and one of the things you talked about was my shoulder overly kind of being forward and swaying, which was causing a downstream effect of how I was walking in my gait. You had me do one thing, which just helped reset the shoulders back, and my walk and gait completely changed. That's right. So that's the power, I think, of like what you said, the, the methodology that you guys are using. Could you, could you also just kind of talk to people that don't know, and I, and I really would suggest, A, they afterwards listen to the interview, they, they either, A, find an Agoscu practitioner like yourself, and, and which is great because now you guys are doing via Zoom, so maybe we could talk about that. But... Um, or watch the video and just see how you did it. But before we talk about Zoom, could you talk about just kind of how when you analyze me, you know what, better yet, just talk about like I come in to see you. What is the evaluation process? And I'm, what I'm thinking about, those lines that are drawn and like show the different planes and how things are out of place. Sure. Um, the evaluation process, we, well, let me tell you this, Joel. You walk in our door, we're all, our radar's <laughs> on. Right. We're looking, we're looking. And most of the time we've seen what we need, but now it's time to help you understand and educate you what we see and why you're feeling what you're feeling. Right. So what we do is we take posture photos. Um, We're looking for those major landmarks again, and I'm always going to bring those up, the ankles, knees, hips, shoulders. We need to make sure that those are all stacked. Um, we line everything up on our software. 
And then from what we see, we start to customize a program based off of your individual posture, right? You mentioned knee pain. Just because somebody else walks in my door with knee pain, they're not, that does not mean that they're going to get the same set of exercises mm. you're going to get. So we're, <coughs> we're basing every, all, all of our exercises that we put together are based off of the, the structure we see in front of us. And that's going to give us the most information. So um, after we take the pictures, after we go over the pictures with the client and help them really understand why they hurt, because they know where they hurt, right? Yes. You knew where you hurt. Yes. You just didn't know why that was all happening, right? Yeah. Then we'll take them out onto the floor and we'll actually start watching them walk, like I, how I watched you walk yeah. earlier. And when you were talking about that, that rotation, we will what happens with the upper body is it will always compensate for the hip, right? And we see that crisscross pattern that you were talking about earlier. So if a hip locks down, a lot of times the opposite shoulder will rotate forward yeah. to help facilitate movement. And that's one of the things that I, I identified when you were walking. But also, actually, as soon as Adam brought the camera down to the floor, I, I caught your foot strike, right? <laughs> you were landing on the yeah. outside of your foot and you were, and you were coming on the, off of the inner part of your big toe. And so these are all the things that we look at during our assessment process. After that, we take you into some functional tests. Yours was bending down to touch your toes. Right. Which looked lovely, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I faked it well. <laughs> you faked it well. Because my body has compensated. I figured out I can't do it correctly like you're supposed to. Right. So I've developed uh, compensating mechanisms right. to, to do this. And we all do that. Yeah. We all do that. And um, and so after we take those tests, we're, we're always gathering information on how we can format the best program for you. And, um, and then we take you out on the floor and we take you through your exercises. Yeah. And... Uh, again, you have to watch the video that we did. It was amazing <laughs> because you you have my photos up on a screen and then there's like certain planes of like where I should be and where you I are. wasn't. I was not. And uh, it was just great. To, and I knew you were going to answer the questions because I knew you have your history and your background and uh, you're knowledgeable. So I knew you were going to do it. But I'm like, you know, Angie, tell me, um, <laughs> tell me what you think's wrong with me. I just wanted to hear what you would say. And you're like, my guess is you have right knee pain. And I'm like, you are correct. So I have that typical cross syndrome that you're talking about. I actually have a left shoulder impingement that I think I injured a long, long time ago from snowboarding. I had like a type three tear, which is like the least tear you could have. Type one means you need surgery. So it was a type three tear. Um, either way, I do have this little impingement there, but who knows if that's that healed itself. It could just be my hips, like we talked about. But And I have right hip pain which goes down to my right knee. I can only run about a mile before I start feeling throbbing pain in the knee. And I would also say I have a gritty ankle. That's how I describe it. It's just, it's just not lubricated. Right. So, yeah. And, I mean, you saw that just on the photo, which was amazing. Again, mind-blowing. Well, I don't know how far we want to go into this just during this part of it, yeah. but like the gritty ankle, I'm not surprised. Remember I said you were coming out on the outside of the foot and coming in. So you're not, you, you're, the mechanics in your ankle are, they're kind of shot, you know, yeah. that, that from the hip down. So you take care of the relationship between the femur to the pelvis and you'll be able to, to get better function, better motion, less gritty. Talk to us about, the exercises, the, what I think Igoscu calls E-sizes. That's correct. Talk to us about 
just that and just kind of what's some of the, the principles? If I were to look at it just from, I know from reading the book, I see a lot of static holds, um, a lot of long, long holds and... Um, High repetitions. Yeah. So, so talk to us like kind of what people can expect and maybe why, this, why it works. Yeah, of course. Um, they, we do. I, I would say anyone that's taken a stretching class or yoga class may open up the book and kind of go, oh, you know, I've been there, done that. Yes. Right? Okay. Um, but there's certain things that we focus on with our, our positions, right? Like one, um, we actually downward dogs, a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I've talked to many people in regards to yoga and they're like, Oh, it's such a great stretch on my calves. And I'm like, well, that's not what we're trying to do here. Right. We Mm -hmm. want you to take your pelvis and we want you to tip it forward, tipping your belly button down so we can create a chain reaction all the way up, up your spine. Right. So it's, it's just, we're looking at it from a very different outlook. And with these little adjustments that we put into these basic exercises, it is, it's, it's like the game changer, right? So now this stretch that was just a stretch is actually now repositioning a thigh bone to the shoulder and and reintroducing it to the shoulder up above. So there's, there's so much more, um, that we look at other than just the stretching. And when it comes to the long holds and the high repetitions, it takes about that much time for the compensatory patterns to let go. And Mm. for the primary muscles, the ones that we're really trying to work to actually turn on. That's why we're doing those long static. Correct. 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 Wow. And do you think also, just what you said, do you, is there any neurological as well? Are we repatterning or rewiring with the brain? Absolutely. Like, hey, we're changing a pattern. And so by holding a longer, we're kind of building a new neural network. Absolutely. Okay. And the more you do the exercises, the more embedded that becomes, right? And mm-hmm. so this muscle memory, right? All yeah. of that comes together and, and, and you're able to hold this ideal position and just get back to what you want to do. Yeah. I wanted to, something you just mentioned right there, yeah. compensatory, uh, compensatory muscles. Yeah. So when, so I've gone again to an active release therapy, an ART therapist, gone to many of them. They're great. Actually, I really find them to be great. Now, one of the things they've told me a lot is they, from their analysis and their testing, they say, Joel, you have a weak glute med. That is a weak glute medius. So we need to strengthen that. And then that's, you're going to, that's, by turning that on, by activating it, kind of what you're talking about, by activating it, we're going to create, um, by, it, by it being stronger, it's going to be activated and it's going to do its job. I will tell you something. Um, I've been working out, so I've, that was, let's say, six years ago. I went and saw an ART therapist. I do uh, a lot of band resistance uh, workouts. And what I do pretty much prior to every band resistance that includes, if I'm doing a squat day or a deadlift day, is I do exercises to activate the glute med. Needless to say, I still have right knee pain. <laughs> so can you talk about, and I, and I know Agoscu mentions it in his book, and I, when I was reading, I underlined it. He talks about, like, it's not enough, kind of like, just to, just to um, strengthen the weak muscles that are not activated. Because, and I think he phrased it in a way that the compensatory muscles, or, or the, they'll still take over. Yeah. I, I can't remember how he said it. It was beautiful, though. Um, I don't remember the way he said it either. Yeah. Sorry, Pete. Um, however, if you remember what your photos look like, 
Mm-hmm. Do you remember your yeah? They were your, I was trash. Yeah, hip, I exactly. I, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, your hips were really far. They were ahead of your your ankle bone. Yeah, right? I was like pressing forward. That's right. And you my were, ankles were back. That it was way. pretty much like a sway back position. Yes. That somebody would consider sway back. So hips are forward, head is forward. So you're trying to strengthen your glute, your glute meds standing. You're going to recruit your lower back it's going to go straight into your lower back. You're going to strengthen your lower back muscles, which is really not what you're trying to do. Now, we take that same, um, we take your posture, we put you up against the wall, so you're now on that, we've loaded all of your joints directly on top of one another. Now, your system can actually go, oh, okay, now we could turn the light switch on, and now we can access the glute med, and you're going to get so much more out of that. So, um, you have to be in the right position to be able to turn on that light switch. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, so me, yeah, okay, Joel, you're in a bad, you're in a bad, you're in a bad position, <laughs> but now you're activating your glute meat. It's like, there's no, nothing's, nothing's happened. No, you're, long term. If whatever you're doing, like one of the things that we have clients do is we'll have them squeeze their, their, their butt muscles. Mm-hmm. And, and it's actually kind of funny to watch because most of them are like, what? I don't know how to yeah. do that. And so you get the, their bodies and it, sometimes you turn them slightly pigeon-toed, their pelvis t- tips forward and all of a sudden, oh, there they are. Right? Uh. They were there the whole time. We just needed to have the pelvis over the ankle and the upper body over the shoulders over the, the hips to allow that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back, actually. There's something else you mentioned, uh, herniated discs. Yeah. I was re- when I was reading Pain-Free, Pete Agoski's book, he was talking about herniated disc, and he's like, big deal, herniated yeah. disc. Like, that was, if when you read it, you're, he's just kind of like, okay, I don't care. He's like, I can, I can heal that. Mm-hmm. And the way he phrased it was, if the, it's muscles that cause the disc to herniate. So if, I, if all I have to do is change the muscle, then I can tell that muscle basically to put it back. Do you guys get a lot of success with people with herniated discs? Um, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tana, we have, we see it all the time. Um, and, you know, when you're looking, remember, bird's eye view, not yeah. just the disc. We're not looking at just the yes. disc because that's, that's, that's the byproduct. But how did that happen? Mm-hmm. So when, when with our uh, microscope, we'll say our Egoscue microscope, we're looking at everything, right? Yeah. Actually, microscope isn't great because that's small. Yeah. We're looking at it from a bigger picture. And so if we can train the muscles to one, balance out the hip, take out the rotation in the upper body, that force that's coming on that down on that disc is it's, it's not going to be there. Right. Yeah. So then it's a, the, the disc, can it go all the way back in? Yeah. Can everything else get reabsorbed? Yeah. yeah. But really, it's, it's just about creating an environment for that disc to heal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So everything you just did for me in person today, yeah. you guys, due to COVID-19 and everything, you guys are actually doing this via Zoom. Absolutely. Talk to me how that's working and what clients are seeing and you know why it still works because I would think it wouldn't. Yeah, I, you know, we have so many people that even even pre-COVID, people are really hesitant to do that. No, oh, it's just not the same. But I'll, I'll tell you what, we've been just as busy um, because we are able to continue to service our clients. We take photos. We're able to pull them up on, um, on Zoom. We're able to do screenshots and then load them into our software just like we did today. Yeah. Um, 
we don't need a big space when we're actually doing the exercises. We, when, as long as you have, I'd say the space between the camera and this wall is pretty much all you need. We, I've worked with people in their studios. I actually think I worked with somebody in their bathroom during COVID. <laughs> but um, we don't need that much space. And um, being able to see them in their environment can make such a huge difference in their overall success of the execution of the exercises. So actually, even coming out of COVID, I think I'm going to recommend for our in-person clients, I want to see you at least once or twice at home because I want to make sure you're doing it in your setting the correct way. Yeah. And, and the history to that, and, and I gave you a little background on that. In the old days, um, if you couldn't get to Pitagascu in San Diego, people were videotaped using their big old VHS cameras, uh, recording their postures, recording their walks, and then the therapists would evaluate. Um, it, once they received the video, they did evaluate everything, then record the exercises and then send it back. So that there was such a big lag time back then, but yeah. people are still successful, right? Yeah. And then now we have ev everything's instant. So yeah. we're able to, to continue to service our clients and, and we love it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so cool that you're able to use the, the, the programming that you have here via Zoom. Like that's phenomenal to me. Yeah, this I think it so was easy. it was just one of the requirements. You know, we it because like I said, it's something that we've done for a while, but we whatever we had needed to be able to support that. Yeah. And so being able to load photos because we also have clients that are that do what we call photo therapy that just send pictures in. So um, actually, that's that's hmm. another that's therapy that you and I didn't even talk about. So we're 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 really just focusing on their posture. And we have many clients that do therapy that way as well. Um, what what do you think typically people come in for um, when they see you? Do you is there like a trend that you see as far as low back pain, hip, knee, posture? What what are people? What's the general trend? Just out of curiosity, I'd I'd say um, right now we're seeing a lot more low back pain mm. um, and upper. I'd say it's more back related, right? Um, primarily because people, especially right now in our COVID time, yes. uh, we're all working from home. We're all sitting. We're not getting the usual movement that we're usually getting. And so it's, it's I'd say right now we're dealing with a lot of low back and upper back pain. Yeah. Um, and then as far as... Um do you, do you guys also, do you guys work with a, a lot of uh, athletes or, you know, another group of people I was thinking like first responders, like police officers, people that are wearing like rigs or military, I don't know, um, guys like that where I, I'm a matter there's a lot of just hip contortion and things because of the belt. Um, do you get a lot of those people as um, well? We have a lot of athletes. We actually have some professional athletes that we're working with um, and they're, you know, when you're talking about mm -hmm. posture, I know originally our conversation started out with pain, right? Mm -hmm. But now when you take it to the next level, when you're looking at the athlete, you're helping them perform better, but you're also helping um, with injury injuries, right? Yeah. Preventing injuries, prevention, so that's yeah. some more prevention. So yes, we do, we work with a lot of athletes and um, first responders, you know, we used to work with the fire department over uh, across the bridge, Golden Gate, but yeah. um, we actually haven't had a lot of first responders recently, but we should. 
You should. We absolutely should. Yeah. So if you're a first responder, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, for first responders, I, I know a lot of them, they're a mess um, uh, and in chronic pain all the time. But you know, a lot of people just, in, in any group, first responders or not, they just don't know what they don't know. That's right. And what you do know is the Western approach. Go to my doctor because he's a doctor. He knows everything. And I, I see it all the time is the answer is quarter zone shots, herniated disc, no problem. I, can, I can't do anything for you. All I can do is give you a quarter zone shot, and we just hope this gets better in the next two years. You'll probably have to have surgery. It's like, what? Yeah. It's the death sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, something you brought up, actually, just for athletes, because yeah. it makes complete sense, is if I am in martial, uh, MMA, if I'm a martial artist, and I come to you and I don't have any pain, I'm like, I don't have any pain. Like, what are you going to do for me, Angie? But like you said, if you can just change little things of like the foot to the hip, that's where an athlete, like a fighter, is generating a lot of torque and a lot of power that's from right. there. So if he can just fine-tune that foot, that could like be the leverage, I'm guessing, for that person, whatever, more knockout power, more whatever, right? More speed. Absolutely. Actually, um, the MMA fighter that we had worked with um, – one of our, th our, actually our VP was, was watching clips of him fighting and was like, you know, I think if we change his upper back position and get, got him so he's really firing from the hip, it's going to be a very different fight. And so he reached out, they were able to connect, and hence, he won his next fight. So really just changing um, a, somebody like a fighter, like you said, instead of them, all the power coming from the shoulder, which understand that the shoulder is really not designed to to do that like by itself it needs the support of the pelvis and the muscles in the spine and everything mm -hmm. else to yeah. allow the power to really come through so yeah i mean we we absolutely work with with athletes all the time and then if i come to you you do an analysis of me i thought it was great i'm like great angie thanks so much and then is that no, it? Am I done for like the no, rest of my life? No. So what do no. you recommend, I guess, as far as how often patients should come see you? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, too, it's all going to depend, be dependent on their, their, how pain-free they are. But, I mean, just in general, because I'm assuming you see a lot of people like me with um, just knee pain, low back pain. How often should I be coming back to test, retest, and maybe get new exercises, et cetera, et cetera? No, that's, that's a great question. Um, first and foremost, yes, people walk through our doors with immediate pain, right? But when I sit down and, and when you, with clients and you really start to educate them, you're like, this is a lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'll ha I'm, we are absolutely going to fix your posture to alleviate that knee pain. But you want to make sure that you continue to check in with us because we want to make sure that you continue health, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. People's goals change, right? Maybe you want to run a marathon all of a sudden, which you weren't doing before. Or you want to do a triathlon. All these things that you, you may want to, like goals change. Yeah. So they need to change with you. So typically, um, let's say for this initial part of your visits, you're coming in to see us maybe once a week. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and <clears throat> to, we, we do the same thing. We take pictures. We, it's, it's the whole thing all over again, because we expect your body to change. 
But we're also looking to see how your body so smartly has now compensated. And mm. so we have to continue to change the exercises a bit, right? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do a full overhaul. But uh, I'd say ideally we're trying to send you away with tools that will help keep you functional and healthy and pain-free. Um, ha I have clients that have been with EGOSCU for the last 10 years, right? Mm. But I don't see them that often. But they know. I actually, I have one gentleman from Sacramento that comes in every three months because he says, I'm just smart enough <laughs> to know that I have to come in. I may not yeah. feel pain, but I want to make sure that I'm still in good alignment and that I'm not going to hurt myself. I love so, that. Yeah, so he comes in for a tune-up every four months, and it's great. Yeah, that's smart. It's just a life. He, it's a it's a lifestyle. It is it's, exactly that. It's like you go to see your you're just you're, if you were to see your nutritionist or your doctor every three months to just quarterly see how you're doing. He's doing this for his. This is his body mechanics therapy. That's right. That's right. Something interesting though that you had told me before was when I you said the body changes. It's 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 amazing how fast it changes. And I was like, no way. I said, don't you think I would need to be doing like your exercise for about three months before I start to see real change? And you said, no, are you kidding me? Like, I have a client, I think you said like in two days or something. <laughs> Can you talk about that? Yeah, no, it's actually really funny. Um, the test that you mm. and I did earlier, and you had a little grimace when you put your hands behind your head as well. Yeah. Um, but she couldn't even do that when we first hopped on Zoom. And, um, and we did a session. I believe we did about four or five exercises, and she was actually able to bring her hands over her head. And she's like, oh, my God. And so I saw her two days later, and she's like, man, I only did the exercises once. I was able to uh, to get my arms up, but I kind of feel like maybe I'm tight again. Mm -hmm. And so we, we did a couple of adjustments, just a couple. I didn't yeah. really add much more to her exercises. I just changed the order. Remember, I said sequence is very important with the exercises. Mm. And all of a sudden, now she's not only is she raising her arms, but she's like running around because her hips feel so much more free now. And that's yeah. two days later. Yeah. So it happens really really quickly and um that i mean that's really what it's all about the client has to go home and do their homework if they don't do their homework it just doesn't change by itself shocking <laughs> real, real quick let's talk about the homework because one of the things that disenfranchised me with agoscu yes. back and this is before i met you was just when i read the book i'm like Okay, these static holds, and I'm, one of the ones I'm really thinking about is the static back exercise, which I think he's well, that's a well-known Agoscu kind of uh, practice. It says you, gotta, uh, you should be sitting on the floor for 45 minutes. And that was just kind of my thing. It's like, Angie, I'm a busy guy. I got some of my side businesses going. I got two kids, a marriage. I don't have time. I don't have 45 minutes. What do you say to, what do you say to that? Um, <laughs> I think the exercise that you're talking about is actually the supine groin progressive Tower. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Where you're like yeah. you're flat on your back, your feet are up on like a block yep. or the That's sofa right. or something. Yeah. That's right. And so um, mm -hmm. I say a couple of things to that. And actually, th this is a perfect example because your camera guy's here with you and you're here. Two very different individuals, right? Yeah. Um, and two very different postures and issues. Yeah. So for you, I could say, you know what, Joel, how about I, we break up your, your program and maybe you have 15 minutes that you, there's a couple ways to do it. You could okay. do 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at night, or maybe we just have one set that you do that takes 15 or 20 minutes for you to do. So we want to make sure that it's doable for the client, yeah. right? Now, someone like our 
camera guy, yes. Adam, um, who Whose has... posture was way better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he has less work to do. Yeah. Um, he may need that. So he may need that, that longer um, hold time. Well, not hold time, but that specific exercise, it does take a bit longer mm-hmm. because his body need, just needs a little bit more. A little bit more love. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more love. But eventually, as he gets better, instead of doing that two to three times a week, or best case scenario, four or five times a week, instead of it happening that many times a week, now maybe you're just doing it once once a week. Yeah. Or once every couple of weeks. Because, I mean, I've been here for, I've been here for 15 years, but I still pull my tower out, and mm. I still do it at least twice a week. On that note, yeah, what's like, what are, what's like, a, what's your movement practice like for you to maintain? Um, now you've been doing it for fifteen years, so it's obviously it's different. But you d- must have a ritual or something that you practice in movement and mobility practice in your life. That's it's definitely a part of your life because you live and breathe it. So absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So what does that look like for you? Is it fifteen <laughs> minutes a day, or like, how do you? Are we talking it? pre-COVID or COVID? <laughs> um, sure, both. Yeah, Actually, I, I'd be curious why why it's changed. Well, yeah, um, I would say pre-COVID, I was all about doing getting up four o'clock in the morning, getting you know getting my cardio in. I love kickboxing. I love Zumba. Nice. Um, I also do my hit routines all from home. Yeah. Um, which I that was that was pre-COVID. That was mm-hmm. just it worked best for my schedule. Um, and then pre-COVID, I just walk to work, right? Or sorry, walk from the BART station Mm -hmm. to the clinic. And and then my lunch hours would be me just walking all around the city. So I'd average about 15 to 18,000 steps on a work day. Yeah. COVID not so much, right? Because now I'm literally getting up from my bed. I'm still doing my workout. But what I found myself doing was I, I do this little cardio lap around, and I don't know if you you said that you might have seen Brian during one of his presentations, our VP, yeah, yeah. and he has his his in place running man that he does throw in a couple of those because my body wants to move, yeah, and sitting in front of uh, our our bodies want to move. Mm-hmm. So during this whole time of COVID, I'm just making extra effort to make sure that that I'm moving in between clients. Um, going for that extra walk in the evening. But that I'd say the, the core to it is really my workouts in the morning. Like I have Got to it. have that. Yeah. Yeah. And today's my first day back in my commute phase. So it felt yeah. really nice. I looked at my BART stairs and I yeah. said, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. So yeah. yeah, I just, you crave movement. It, but in, in terms of like Igoscu specifically, how do you Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. How do you, sorry, yeah, how do you, prior, yeah, how do you prioritize <laughs> that? But I love the movement practice because I think we all need it. It's just so critically important. So important. When you move, not only there's just we we know there's endorphins that are created. You there's dopamine that there's a lot. Their metabolism. Yeah. Get, yeah. Um, absolutely. Now, as far as Igoscu uh, is concerned, what I've what I've found is the evening works best for me. I think so. Right, and plus I've also been sitting at in front of a computer now. So now, last thing I want to do is sit and watch a, a movie, right, or mm-hmm. watch a TV show. So usually, evening after dinner is my time to do my Igoscu, and I spend, I'd say. I hate to blame COVID, but because I'm sitting so much more, I'm having mm-hmm. to condition my body more <laughs> to sit. So uh, I spend about 40 minutes 
Wow. Um, five to six days a week mm. right now. Um, and that's mm -hmm. really because my, my, um, my movement has decreased. And so I, I need to make, you know, I need to make up for it somewhere. Yeah. Right. So if I'm not moving as much, I need to make sure that I could restore my body back to its normal position and function through my exercise, my, my own Egoscu menu. Yeah, you need that opening and lengthening. Totally. Relaxation. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I like what you said because you, you said like, you know, like you kind of were like down on yourself for COVID. But it's important that people hear that because we're all going through this. We all are going through this. And so to hear even someone like you who like this is what you live and breathe. Like, yeah, I'm a human being. Like this, this happens, you know, and it's okay. I know that it's happening. And this is what I do to to mitigate it, to, to, to make it better. Right. Right. right absolutely. So. And I, in the stories, my story, sharing that with the clients during this time, it, it's so powerful to yeah. them. They're like, Oh my gosh, you're on my side. You know what I'm yes. going through? And yeah. so, yeah, it just makes it relatable. It's, yeah. It's comfort. It's comforting to know that you're not perfect. I'm not, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. because I see you and I'm just like, I just like you can like look at you, um, have that evaluation of me quickly. Yeah. I'm looking at you. I, I, right when I walked in, I looked at your posture and I was just like, it's just because I'm, I'm curious and I'm like, wow, like you can, you can see it's, it's tangible. Like this person moves well, you know, posture well, and everything. You. So yeah, that's comforting to know. Something I want to ask you about and that it came up, you mentioned it just right now, you practice your Goscu a lot at night and something that came up with Adam, the camera guy is he was talking about breathing and how he gets anxiety attacks can you talk about do you first of all do you see a lot of that people with anxiety attacks coming for a gospel and getting relief because i think there's this connection with the body and like this parasympathetic nervous system so that if we can free up space in the diaphragm or what have you i, I you'll know more than me that we can create just by simple exercises movements lengthening that the panic attacks start to stop, start to cease or lessen? Well, I will say you're going to give yourself the best chance, yeah. right? Because one of the, um, obviously everyone out there hasn't seen Adam's photos, but one of the biggest things in his photos was how rounded his upper back was mm -hmm. and how far forward his head was. So that all in itself is already putting pressure on the diaphragm, right? Everything is coming forward. Yeah. And so breathing is compromised. I mean, in a day to day, I, I remember before we started really talking about breathing, um, with, with our Egoscue practice, I would notice going upstairs, how I'd hold my breath. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mm. make sense because I need more oxygen. Yeah. So getting people back into proper breathing also, right? Because that's, that's a whole nother topic for discussion. Yeah. Um, but when the upper back is rounded like that, it compresses the diaphragm. It also compresses the lungs. So now you're not getting, um, you're not getting the, the enough oxygen to the brain. So there's a lot that can happen. Right. And then mentally too, there's, there's some emotional stuff behind that too, when yeah. you're really rounded forward, but with, with, activating all the muscles on the backside, right? And opening everything up and creating that openness around the diaphragm and the ribs. Now you're getting some oxygen, you're feeling better. Um, panic attacks will probably decrease at that point. Yeah. Um, and it's great because it all ties down. It all goes back to posture again. Yeah. It's all interconnected. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. W what are some of like 
what are some stories that stick out for you or just some like testimonials of just people like that you're just like, wow, like maybe you can't even, I can't believe how like far this person came or anything stick out? Yeah, well, there's a lot. <laughs> well, you've been doing this for 15 years. So, yeah, I yeah. have. Um, I, I'd say one, and it's, it's just, I'd say it's more recent. Um, oh, wow. She attended one of our group consultations because we, we hold these, these sessions where we just go over the method. Um, and she came in and she said, you know, I came here today. I'm not sure if this is something that I want to do, but I have my hip replacement surgery scheduled in four weeks. So should I give it a try? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's totally up to you, right? Because I'm not here to say don't do the surgery. I'm only here to help provide information, help you understand where you're at. And so she actually she said, okay, well, let's see, right? So I'd say um, we saw her every week leading up to the surgery date. And by the third week, she, her pain was decreasing, you know, in the earlier weeks. But by week three, she said, you know, I think I'm going to push it off. And I said, all right. And then, um, and then instead of pushing off and rescheduling, she actually canceled it. And so now wow. um, I'm still seeing her. Actually, I'm seeing her about once a month now because she's doing so well. Uh, <laughs> but she just wants to make sure that she continues to do well. And she's back to all of her activities. She's riding her bike. She's out walking the park. And so it's stories wow. like that that's just like it's, it's about the warm fuzzy. And that's really what it is about for me. Yeah, that, that keeps you that keeps you going every day. Every day, every day. Because a story like that, some client like that's going to walk in the next day, and it's like, that's why I do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's your, your everyday person. I also have a, um, a hockey player that I was um, working with. He lives in the East Coast. But for him, you know, he was in tears when he first walked in here. He said, I'm so broken. Nobody knows what's going on with me. And now he's he's working out the way he wanted to work out before, or again I should say, and he's playing hockey again. So when you give people that hope, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it is so freaking awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, if if we're doing a Goscu at home or anything like that, is is there anything like that we need? I know you. I've seen like a lot of uh, blocks and stuff that a Goscu will use. Um, yeah, is there anything that we need necessarily or no? No, 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 no. I would say pretty much everything that we use can be, um, there are things that you can substitute at home. Okay. Yeah, so really you need, I've had pe people use water bottles for pillows or blocks to put in between their knees or ball up a sweatshirt, put that in between your knees. They can use the couches to prop their legs up on, but I'd say everything can be replicated. Very cool. Yeah. The, the, the really cool thing about all of this is I had such, um, like, my mind is blown. I'm serious. I've said that many times. My mind is blown today. I can't wait to embark on this journey because I, I really feel like it's going to help with all the issues that I have. But the really cool thing, too, is that, like, if I'm in New York or whatever, I can see Angie Campos via Zoom and get the same results. Like, that's pretty cool right now, I got to say. So, you know. I need to insert this because I okay. think it's so cool. Um, I have a woman that I'm working with that lives in Africa. Mm. And she is a, a lion conservationist, which means she, she lives in a tent. So there are no solid walls, but yet we still work together on a regular basis. That's amazing. It's so cool. It's so cool. I've heard sounds in Africa 
through Zoom. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, the, the bottom line is I'm still able to provide her the therapy, even though she's in one of the most remote places that I've ever worked with anybody at. And she's still getting the results that she needs. So, you know, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah, so powerful. And, you know, on that note, it just reminds us, like, how connected we all are. Yeah. Like, we're all just one in this world. And, you know, you, f you forget how you think you're just so small. I'm here in San Francisco. It's like there's people in Africa. Like, we're all connected. Yeah. Very cool. Very powerful. Yeah. Um, Angie, thanks so much. Are you ready to go into the lightning round of questions? Ooh, I think so. All right. If the old you could see the new you, what would the new you say? Man, if, well, one, don't stress. <laughs> <laughs> don't stress because it really isn't going to matter in the end. Right. Yeah. And I think the big thing is it will pass mm. because in my earlier years, I was just so wound up and I, yeah. I looking back now, I'm like, I'm so chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much more chill now. And I, it, yeah. it just, it doesn't matter. It will pass. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the big things I'd say. I love that. But you probably had to go through those things to come out the other side to be chill. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, you didn't just, you weren't always oh, chill. Oh, gosh, yeah. no. No, yeah. no, no, no. A lot of deep my, inner my kids work. will tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my kids will tell you that. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think were some, some choices that you made that made you who you are today? Um, you know, there were a lot. There, we all have a history, right? Um, yeah. There were a lot. But I would say the biggest thing for, for today is at 38, I made a huge decision to change everything, mm. right? It was probably one of the most lonely times in my life, but yet that, that time allowed for a lot of self-discovery. And I came out stronger and better at the end. So I would say that that huge shift at 38 was like the big game changer for me. And just, yeah. uh, it was like working with a new canvas, one that was more humble mm -hmm. and more open to learning. Yeah, it's incredible because we were talking before about kind of what you're going through at 38 offline. And one of the things I said just when I was listening to your story, I was like, yeah, wow, like that was a tough time for you. But it was a moment in your life where you chose to go deep. You chose to self-reflect. You chose to just, how can I become more and like, really question and be curious about like what's everything that's going around me Yeah. Um, instead of just caving in or just, it's always going to be this way. You know, I can't do any, I'm helpless. I can't do anything. Uh, no, that, I don't think that's in my DNA. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm also surrounded with a very supportive um, family. Um, and so they came out when I needed them too. So yeah. I think a combination of just my, my willingness to dive deep, but also to have the people around and actually work too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the great things about Egoscue is we are such a huge knit family yeah and um there are times when we have to hide the logo and really just go family and this is this is the person that's talking to you not your coworker. yeah but it's it's nice to have those people around yeah. that you can that you can reach out to yeah you're surrounded by good people here we know that yeah uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's important um when in terms of like physical rehab or just wellness and health is there anybody that that you follow you know or inspires you today that you're 
You know, um, well, Peter Goscue, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's, that's not just because this is what I do. It's also because where I've been to where I am today. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, Dave Asprey, I've definitely been um, more curious about that more recently. And then as I hit my later 40s, uh, things are changing. I thought you were like 38 still. No, 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 okay. no, no, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, there's, there's other changes that are starting to happen. So just having the ability to look into other places other than, okay, well, here's your hormone replacement. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's so refreshing to know that there's other things out there. Yeah. So um, I would say that uh, just incorporating more of Dave Asprey's um, philosophies into my own lifestyle. That's, that's where I'm going next. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I would say that also, um, oh my gosh, why did I just totally draw a blank? Dave yeah. Asprey, Peter Gosky, anybody else that came to mind? Yeah, there is. But like right now I'm just totally blank. Huh. It'll come back to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are there any like other, clearly you practice Igoscu, but are there any other like health modalities or biohacking or anything else that you're into that you do to help support you and optimize your health? You know, um, a few years ago, uh, my, my boyfriend and I dove into intermittent fasting. Ooh. Um, and it was more so because he wanted to get off of his blood pressure meds and cholesterol meds, Huge. which we could check that off the list because we were able to Goodbye. achieve that. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. So I would say that's the main one um, that I, I, I do practice that daily. The gratitude that's journal. Um, I love that. It's so good. It's so good. And especially right now. In yeah. this time and the gratitude walks, all yeah. those things are so important right now to help bring, to help lift and keep you up, right? Yeah. Um, the days I don't do the gratitude journal are noticeable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Because then you tend to wander a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. I come off my path for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'd say those are the big things that I, I've, I've incorporated. But I'm not done because I'm constantly changing and evolving. And like yeah. I said, in this next chapter of my life, I need to make sure that I have stuff that's going to help support the next chapter. Yeah. Need that. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm a big person in like rituals and stuff. You mentioned a lot already as far as intermittent fasting, gratitude journaling, uh, and then just your movement practice. Anything else though that I think you probably covered it all, right? Any other rituals that you're, I'm a big ritual hack. Per, yeah. Hacks no, I, like I do, would say that skincare is, I, I'm going to put oh. the vanity out there no, too, no, no, because important. like I say, skincare is, is a, is a big deal too, especially with, you know, with, um, the sun damage that, that we're so Yeah. My wife does to. like masks every night. Does she? So, yeah. Do so, you? Uh, no, <laughs> I just, it's not that I don't want to. I just, just like right now, I'm being exposed to something new. Yeah. Right now, I just don't think I need it in my life. Right, But right. I'm sure someone would be like, you do need it, and this is why. And I just, that's it. I'm very meticulous about my skin at night because I want to make sure, you know, yes. I want to I grow old gracefully. You know what yes. I mean? I'm moving. I'm yes. going to continue to move. But I also want to just let everything else do what it wants to do. Yeah. You know, I have um, a few more whites in there, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited. My kids know it. So, yeah, yeah I just want to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. Love it. Yeah. Any, um, I'm a big reader. Any books, one to three books, that just impacted you a lot or that you would recommend, like, people should go out and read these? Well, The Four Agreements. Mm. That's a big one for me. Um, yeah. That also, that came 
during the dark time for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say the five languages of love are a big one for yeah. me. As you could tell, I'm a very touch is, is yeah. touch your love language or it is now. So Ooh, that evolved. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't before, but it definitely is now. And time is, time. is the yeah. secondary one. Um, and then pain free, of course. Yeah, I think everyone needs to read pain free. But those I, I'm not a huge reader. Yeah, which is, again, something that I want to do more of. Yeah. So um, those are those are my three. Those are huge, though. Do you are you big audible book pers- person? Because I know people that don't like to read. Sometimes they I'm find I'm not an auditory person. I'm not either. I, I need the two together. So if there's Me visual too. stimulation, remember the well, maybe you don't, but in the old days you had like the the cassette tape running while you had the book paper yeah. book going. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my gig right there. Yeah, that was your jam. <laughs> that was yeah. my jam. That yeah. was my jam. Um, Angie, thank you so much. Of Last course. but not least, where can people find you? Um, well, we can be found on um, our website, theigoskymethod.com. Um, we can also, um, we're right at Union Square, so Beautiful we're Union, downtown. super yeah. easily accessible. Um, but phone number to reach us at is um, 415-391-3336. And we can also be reached, at, I could be reached at angieadigoscu.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Angie of Campos course. from the Agoscu Method San Francisco. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Can I add something? Please. Um, f- you know, just for viewing this, the video and listening to the podcast, um, I invite you to give us a call and get your own postural assessment because they're no charge. Oh, wow. Just I didn't men- know that. mention Joel's name and oh. there'll really be no charge. But <laughs> yeah, just, just give me a call. I'd be happy to help you out, answer any questions. I have, um, there's Kayla and myself, and we have Tyler that help us out over here in San Francisco. And we'd be happy to talk to you. That's so, great. Yeah, Thanks you, thank you, Angie. That's awesome. Of Seriously. Course, of Thanks. course. My pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in the show. It absolutely means the world to me, and I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity. If any of this resonates with you, feel free to go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. There you can follow me, or you can follow me on Spotify. And if you're interested in life coaching or health coaching, you can find me at joelevancoaching.com, and I'd love to connect with you there. Thanks, and continue to be amazing.